independent media is more important than ever. We don't have a corporate network behind us, and we also don't have big green foundation grants. So we really do need you, and we are actively calling in your direct support so that we can continue exploring many of these topics and perspectives, often sidelined by mainstream media. If you're enjoying our show, please make sure you're subscribed and join us on Patreon today, starting at a tip of just $3 at patreon.com slash green dreamer. Every little bit helps and really adds up. And that is the power in community. So thank you so much for however you're able to support our work. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. So mattresses and bedding often emit volatile organic compounds, also known as VOCs. These are a variety of chemicals that off-gas from solids or liquids that are known to be hazardous to our health. But we spend one-third of our life in bed, likely exposed to these toxins when we're trying to rest and recover overnight. And in addition to mattresses and bedding, VOCs and other toxic chemicals are also lurking in a lot of our other common household products, like household cleaning products, our beauty or skincare products, uh, hairspray, our clothes, carpets, flooring, paint from the walls, furniture, etc., which all contribute to the finding that indoor air pollution is often worse than outdoor air pollution, even in the most urban cities. But for a lot of us, we spend more time indoors than we do outdoors, and we spend even less time specifically in more pristine, wild spaces that are less likely to be polluted at all. So how can we begin to reduce the amount of toxins in our indoor spaces and in our homes for our health and the health of our families? This is a Bloom Tuesday mini-episode on Green Dreamer Podcast, and today we have a special guest with us sharing her expertise on this topic. She's the founder of Alt Coton, that's spelled H-A-U-T-E-C-O-T-O-N. It's a brand that sells certified organic cotton bedding, and she begins by sharing what first got her interested in learning about how the chemicals we're exposed to on a daily basis through our consumer products can affect our health. Here's Nimi Kellaway. It all started from a health scare that I actually had about six years ago, and I was on the verge of cervical cancer, actually, and I started questioning and looking internally and learning really what am I putting into my body, and that eventually turned into what am I putting onto my body, and so I started asking the questions of what is in my bath and beauty products? What am I sleeping in? What am I breathing in while I'm at home? Because we know that indoor pollution and indoor toxins can be two to five times more dangerous than outdoor pollutants. And so when we're taking that in and we're breathing that in and it's causing major health concerns and health issues, you really start to wonder and ask. And that's where really it all started for me. For sure. So as you were doing this research, what was like one of the most alarming things you learned about indoor pollution, indoor 
toxins from our consumer products that you feel like we should know? The biggest thing that I learned was the health implications and the overall impact that these indoor toxins and pollutants can really have on us mentally, physically, and even emotionally, and especially in young children and even our pets. So we have to really think about their immune systems and that they are much more susceptible and prone to inflammation and reactions and certain sensitivities. And them being exposed at such an early stage in life, it puts them at an even higher risk at developing more health issues along the way. Mm -hmm. So their immune systems and central nervous systems are still developing, which means their bodies are generally less capable of eliminating these toxins. And children are just more vulnerable to the effects of toxic chemicals than adults are. I feel like part of the danger is that we're very visual creatures. So when mm-hmm. we see a plastic bottle and or trash on the ground, we're like, ew, that's gross. But a lot of these chemicals don't have odor and you can't see them in the air. So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. We don't really think about it, but they could be lurking in our house. And like you mentioned, indoor air pollution in some places is even worse than outdoor air pollution. Yes, exactly. And chemical inhalation and proximity reactions, like that's a real thing. And what we should be most afraid of are the things that we, like you just said, the things that we can't smell and the things that we can't see, because these are the things that we're taking in and breathing in. Mm. And isn't it even more dangerous when we breathe things in rather than like consume them via our uh, digestive tract because it just goes into our lungs and bloodstreams? Is that my, that was my understanding Yes, it goes straight into the lungs. So you've, and there's been so many studies done and that are linked between lung cancer and indoor pollutants. And then when we're breathing that in, it's going directly into the bloodstream. And on this note, what are some common consumer or household products that might emit the most uh, volatile organic compounds or other toxic chemicals that we should be aware of? Yeah, so... First, let's, let's talk about what VOCs really are. Like They are essentially chemicals that are emitted as gases from certain solids or liquids. So they are lurking everywhere in our home, um, things that we don't even think about, from the smallest of things such as our bath and beauty products, it, when we're burning a candle or using cleaners um, to the plastic Tupperware that's in our kitchen and even the upholstery covering our furniture, um, our walls, you know, the paint we use or wallpaper that we're using. It's even in the building supplies of our homes, like kitchen cabinetry or countertops, carpets in our homes. And eventually, when I was really doing my research, it I found out that it was actually lurking in our mattresses mm-hmm. and even our bedding. That's alarming. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's like in everything, it's, everything you named is like common things that we all have. Yes, exactly. Are these chemicals necessary to produce products? Like knowing the toxicity of volatile organic compounds, why are they in all of these products? That's a great question. And I feel like it's because 
a large part of the companies that exist or they're making these products, I feel like a lot of it is profits over people. And so they're not really thinking about when they're making these products. They're just thinking about, let's just get this product to market. And I learned somewhere that there's over 80,000 different chemicals on the market today in North America that have not been tested for safety at all before it comes out to market. Mm. And in the EU, they actually have these procedures and safety precautions put into place before a product comes out into market. So they're tested for safety. But in North America, we are the test for safety. Where are the guinea pigs? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I feel that there's always and and now that I've been searching for it and I and I have searched for it, there's always an alternative for what we're looking for or that we can buy conventionally. I always feel like there is a way to um, find these products more naturally, the ones that are more environmentally friendly And, you know, like there's a lot of different places, probably even like if you really search locally, um, some companies that are doing products from all the way from your cleaners to Bath and Beauty to flooring to, you know, wallpaper and paint even that we talked about. So going back to VOCs, what are some specific health impacts from these chemicals that we know of? And do we know their impacts on the environment as well? There's such a range of short-term and long-term effects. And, you know, some of the short-term ones can be something simple as like eye and throat irritation to, um, to respiratory disease even. And in some cases, it's even known to cause cancer. And I know a lot of people, when they're using certain things or we're breathing these toxins in, it will disrupt the endocrine system. And that system, the endocrine system, is our system that produces all our hormones and regulates growth and development. So these, uh, the endocrine system and the hormones that are being exposed to all this, we're being exposed to all this, we're developing thyroid issues, there's um, hormones are out of balance, there's infertility issues, central nervous system dysfunction, it's an overall the thyroid and the hormones that are affected, they actually affect almost every organ and cell in the body. Even in young children and and kids, they're still growing, as I mentioned, and their immune systems are still developing. So they are more susceptible to inhaling these toxins and being affected by it. And we're learning more and more recently that, okay, kids have allergies, they have asthma. um, It's all increasing. Yes, it's all increasing, right? And it's um, learning disabilities even and ADHD. And you know that feeling like in adults sometimes we'll we'll wake up and we think that we have brain fog. But no, a lot of the times it's our bodies are just overloaded with toxins. On that note, what are some easy tips for us to start reducing the amount of toxins in our homes or that we bring into our homes? I think, honestly, one of the biggest ones is 
we can stop buying these products that emit VOCs and, you know, or just switching small things like uh, making the switch from plastic to glass containers or going more uh, natural route and using natural cleaners from Bath and Beauty products. And there's actually a really great app that you can, um, it's called the EWG app, Environmental Working Group app, or the Healthy Living app. You can actually browse or even scan a barcode of a product and it'll come up and it'll tell you how safe it is to use for yourself. And I think one of the biggest things is we should start buying products that are environmentally friendly because intuitively we know when something is good for the environment, it's just simply better for us. Mm -hmm. And if you have all these products or if you've moved into a new home, maybe the biggest thing you could do is increase the ventilation when you're using the products that emit the VOCs. So open your windows or invest in a home air purifier. And, you know, there are some on the market that cover up to 12 to 1300 square feet even and are capable of capturing 99% of VOCs. To my understanding, Products that emit VOCs don't actually state VOCs as part of their ingredients, right? They don't. And so it's really up to us to learn and ask the right questions. And honestly, I think even just listening to our bodies, because if we're smelling something and we we feel like this is just off or it's just not right, it usually isn't right for you. And some of these products are emitting or are made with formaldehyde. And I learned that formaldehyde is usually used as a preservative or a disinfectant. And sometimes it's either lurking in our clothing or in our bedding even. And it's used to have a wrinkle-free type of product. But these things, they're not going to write it on your ingredients or they're not going to be found in, you know, what, what the product is actually made from, but chemical inhalation is a real thing. And it's, it's happening because these certain products are made with polymers and even petroleum. So given that they're not written in ingredient lists, do you think the best way for us to tell this apart is to just really look at the brands that we're buying from and understand what they stand for, what their top priorities are? Yes. One of the biggest things is I think we can support those small businesses and eco-conscious businesses that are making products that are environmentally friendly. And like I said, because when they are environmentally friendly, they're usually just better for our health in general. And, you know, just asking the right questions. Yeah. And I want to take a step back. So you mentioned that in North America, at least, we don't properly test chemicals before they're allowed to be used in products. How can we support the consumer industry in general to phase out the use of toxic chemicals in our products that we already know about or to put in stricter regulations that we're actually testing things before rolling them out? I think we have the ability to vote with our wallets and that's a huge, huge thing. And we as consumers have that buying power. So we can really influence decisions with our ability to purchase or not to purchase. And it's great if we can even just start asking our local suppliers for greener or healthier options. And the more we ask, 
and there is a consumer demand, the more we'll start to see these products out there. Ultimately, we are the ones that will drive change by asking the right questions. And we can even join in on the conversations with our local governments. Um, like we can go on to, you know, the local government websites and you can see where there are events happening in your area. And we should be demanding products be tested before coming to the market so that we can actually be part of the larger conversation. For sure. I always like to end off on a positive note. So is there anything to do with this consumer industry and indoor air pollution that makes you hopeful at this point? I do. I think honestly, it's it's all the social entrepreneurs that are out there that are really making real change and they're motivated by health concerns or they're motivated by what's happening to our planet and the younger generation they are asking to you know for more transparency and they're asking for these products that are not harmful to our planet or ourselves and so i think that there is hope because there's a lot of eco-conscious minded businesses out there, but there's also a lot of consumers out there that are starting to question and they're looking and they're supporting these businesses as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. We would love to keep learning from you. So where can we go to follow you online and on social media? So you can visit the Haute-Coton website. It's H-A-U-T-E-C-O-T-O-N.com. And you can sign up to receive more information or visit our blog for more information. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Haute-Coton. So H-A-U-T-E-C-O-T-O-N. Please feel free to always send me a direct message or you can even email me at nimi, it's N-I-M-I at oakcaton.com. And just for your listeners, Camille, we've actually uh, developed a uh, Green Dreamer discount code. So if anyone's interested, they can visit our website and view our products there as well. And that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. You will be able to find links and resources from this episode at greendreamer.com slash 69 for episode 69. Feel welcome to join me on Instagram at Kamea Shane, where I'll be sharing more of what I learned along the way and direct message me with any feedback you have about the podcast or thoughts on how I can improve the show for you. And for now, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, Hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.